previously on Dial M for Magic. Safe aboard the Pride of Nehekor, the party has spent their time wisely, resting, investigating, and attempting to fix an engine. Another member of the party spent their time gambling, but I'm gonna leave it up to you to decide if that's wise or not. They also learned more about the crew, including why some of them might be treating them with a degree of standoffishness. Treble played a tile game in the galley, not a euphemism, and wins some gold. The journey beneath the waves may not be all fun and games, however. It's revealed that the sound they heard up above was in fact another ship. A vessel stalks them above, a frustrated crew awaits them below. Will the party be able to avoid action, or will they be drawn into a fight they don't want? I remember where we were. We were at the place where I was the only one who took a long rest. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> you are correct. And I was very proud of my decision to do nothing. At the very end of the last episode, you heard a sonar ping reverberate off the hull, and general quarters was sounded, and the party made their way to the bridge, where the captain relayed this information to you. Since you're all there, you also saw the Lokatha and several crew members poring over some nautical charts. So you're in the bridge, uh, the captain is by the periscope, could you relay the information again, just like one more again, for what the captain actually said to us? Yeah, because I remember, but for my friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just for, you know, my for friends. our friends at home who maybe forgot. Yeah, or friends that are at their homes right now recording a podcast that can't remember what the captain yeah. said to us. It's very rare that I'm the one put in this position, but yes, I will relay that information. Uh, the captain said that there is a vessel of the Ransheim Navy currently out there. And if you recall from the map, you're currently not very far off the coast of Ransheim, so you could expect to see vessels out there patrolling. But we are in a non-Ransheim pirate You submarine. are in a vessel of the Kebran Navy. Yeah. Well, it's the Navy, but it's pirates a little bit. They're like privateers. Privateer would probably be the most accurate description. So, so this is a bad situation that we're in now. It would seem to be so, okay. yes. It ain't All great, right. that's for sure. It's not it the best okay. situation. They're up there, we're down here, right? Yeah, can we just sneak by them? I mean, they're in a boat, right? They can't go down as long as we stay down. They can't come get us. We Unless their that. boat has torpedoes on the bottom of it. Oh shit, torpedo Remember, boat. remember also those. magic exists in this also, world? Also there's magic in this world. Shoot. <laughs> Gosh okay. darn. Are there things like depth charges in this yeah, are world? There, are there depth charges? There are primitive depth charges, and as one of you just pointed out, there is magic. So how that gets applied remains to be seen. Can we do a vibe check to see how the crew's feeling? Are they like getting amped up to fight? Or are they like nervous? Uh, uh, go yes, ahead and roll that insight. D &D stat, the vibe check. <laughs> yeah, insight. Okay, I got a ten. Nine. Just kidding. He's really good at reading vibes, yo. 
Some of them definitely look apprehensive. A couple of them actually look kind of excited, which might be more off-putting. The vibe is mixed from what you can see. I should also mention as soon as you at, or as you guys are discussing amongst yourselves, you see the captain go and begin speaking to the Lokatha executive officer. And you can see them conferring by one of the navigational charts. And that's the person who definitely will fuck us up if we do anything to cross them. Indeed. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. After after a moment of discussion, the captain comes over to you, Captain Michelle, and uh, kind of addresses the group. All right, here's the situation. Above us is a patrol boat, one of the Yarozon ships. It would appear that they are chasing some sort of freighter. It's not clear whether or not the freighter is from Kebra or Bastelon. We have two options here. We can either join them in a fight... Or we can try to slip by them. What do you think we should do? Why is a captain asking us? Yeah. The captain is asking, basically, because they owe Frankie a favor, I guess subtextually they would want you to not report negatively on the trip. <laughs> oh, because Frankie is very intimidating. Got it. Indeed. So it's not, not because the captain isn't competent, but more because of that. No, Michelle's an equal opportunity captain. She values the opinions of all of her employees. It's true. Yeah. Even the ones she's not paying and didn't yeah, hire. Even the ones that aren't technically employees. Because <laughs> they're not employees. <laughs> I think Red kind of like looks at the other members and goes, Well, we we um just got out of a fight ourselves. I don't know if everyone's prepared for another one. Yeah, I would, I would rather not fight. Uh, perhaps I should be more clear. We will be fighting. The question is whether or not you wish to participate yourselves. Oh, fuck. Ah. What, uh... What even do you do when you fight on, on one of these? You just sort of push a button? Have you seen the movie Star Wars? It's like when they're fighting up in the, <laughs> all the things that turn around and it's all the, like, things going past the window. It's kind of like that. Sorry, I'm going to cut that out. That was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracted because my feet are getting attacked by my fucking cat. Stop! Everything's going fine for Jordan over We're there. All We're the all fine. We're all fine here. The energy in the studio is fine. It's all good. <laughs> It's very professional. <laughs> when you ask about what what's going to take place when fighting, uh, the, the Lokatha just gives this really nasty-looking grin and shows teeth. And the captain says, Well, uh, we don't tend to take prisoners, if, if that answers your question, but... Uh, Basically, we don't have any actual torpedoes anymore, so what we do is we we launch tritons out of our torpedo tubes, and they swim over and board the ship and slow it down. Oh, ah. Uh. Do, 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 do you not have torpedoes because you use them all, or that they won't let you have them anymore? The former. I'm going to roll a luck check on whether or not Red knows how to swim. Hold on. Hold it. Holding for luck? 
Yeah, well, I just rolled a d4, and I was like, one or two, he doesn't, and three or four, he does. And I got a two, so he doesn't know how to swim. He didn't learn how to swim in the forest, doing all those technologies? I mean, I guess there was not a river or lake in his part of the forest. Henry, I know now that you said tritons, that they fired tritons, but Mm -hmm. at first I thought you said tridents. So I just thought they were stuffing tridents into the... Yeah, we fired big forks out of the torpedo. (laughs) That would be pretty great. But no, no, tritons. So that is kind of where you're at. Do you wish to to participate and or view what's going to happen? Well, we're at least going to view it. We're not going to go to sleep. That's a bad podcast. <laughs> we'd like to, we'd like to sleep. We'd like to sleep through the submarine ship battle if you don't mind. Um... Yeah, can we just quick cut to the next scene? <laughs> So here's what I'm going to say. The sonar operator also reveals to you that it will take some time to get in range. So if you're, they're trying to creep up kind of stealthily. So you would have the opportunity to rest if you wanted to. (laughs) Everyone else can do that. I've done it already. Oh, hey. Hey, 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 Red, remember those really cool cloaks we got on? Technically, the cloak, I think, lets you know how to swim. Oh, yeah. I we didn't... all got cloaks of the manta ray. I forgot. I didn't right add that now. to my inventory. <laughs> good, good. Red says in character, because that makes sense. I forgot sense. to put my cloak on. Oops. Hold on, my inventory's full. I gotta drop a couple things. Uh-huh. <laughs> this horn drops just a bag of dirt i also forgot to add it to my inventory what are we doing guys we're really good at D. so good trouble will pull out his little new uh new rapier and just kind of swish it through the air like i could i could go for a fight test this bad boy out yeah rapier underwater fight sounds great i mean this is definitely gonna we're definitely gonna kill a bunch of people if we get into this fight these guys are like raiders. This is morally ambiguous fight right now. They're the Oakland Raiders? <laughs> no, they're the Open oh, Sea man. Raiders. I think they're the Las Vegas Raiders now, aren't they? That's correct. You have an outdated reference! A sports reference, no less, to sports ball. I think that, personally, Red does not want to be involved in this fight, but once it starts popping off, he's not going to be able to resist wanting to be part of an action thing. That's how this is going to uh, go. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. So one thing to consider, uh, if the patrol boat is chasing another ship, maybe you're, you can mentally, morally justify it by saying you're protecting whatever the other ship is. Yeah, we're going to find out how this goes down, and we're going to be around, and we'll just see what happens. We'll fuck around, and we'll find out. How about <laughs> we'll fuck around <laughs> and find out. How long do we have till the, we approach the boat? It will take us about four hours to get in range. Okay, just enough time for a quick winker. God damn it. Let's call that something else. No. <laughs> no, nope, short rests are now called a quick winker, everybody. Quick yep. winker. I'm going to say then that the four hours passes without incident, really. 
those of you that went to the short rest, you can do that wherever you can find a spare hammock. You also will have the opportunity, if you don't already have one, to go to the armory and get a basic weapon or a, from a limited selection of martial weapons of your choice, if you want to participate, or just in general. I'm good. I mean, I've got a crossbow and a gun. I, I, I mean, I, I figured most of you would be good, I'm just saying. If they have any ammunition for my gun... They do not. That's pretty specialized. Well, uh, fuck them then. <laughs> actually, that's a good question. How many shots? Uh, not much. I think I have. I have in my notes. I was given Ted. Uh, I have seven regular bullets left and nine. No, eight fire bullets left. Okay, you're still doing. You're you're not too badly off. I have a crossbow off. now, so I guess I could get more arrows for it. Don't worry no. about keeping track of arrows. It's just specialty types of ammunition that really matter to me. And this is me looking at the camera directly. I think that unless this is a hyper realistic campaign, you shouldn't need to track <laughs> that because that just seems excruciating. Yeah, unless you're doing like a sort of post-apocalyptic grimdark campaign <laughs> don't count your arrows don't be that guy you don't need to does legolas ever count his arrows no does legolas give a shit no be like legolas <laughs> after four i'll say four hours passes um if any of you stayed on the bridge you will hear periodic updates Towards the end of that time, I'm going to say that you all return to the bridge if you rested elsewhere. And you can see that there's space sort of at the back of the first deck. Um, that's part of the reason why I posted the map, but I'll describe it for our listeners. So there's a space between the sonar area and the torpedo control area where people can gather and you notice that, that there's a mixture of tritons and some kobolds and the uh, warforged from the armory below that have all gathered there. And they look like they're ready to board something. Uh, they've got several grappling hooks, coils of rope, um, climbing equipment, and some of them have the Cloak of the Manta Ray uh, with the little Kebron flag uh, motif on them. So they're, they're, they're loading up for something. They're loading up to get shot out of torpedoes, if my guesses are correct. <laughs> something like that. I feel... That's, that seems a, a, reasonable, a reasonable assumption to make. Thanks. Thanks, I tried to make reasonable assumptions about <laughs> people getting shot out of torpedoes. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Charcoal's going to put on his man cloak of manta ray and make sure that's all securely fastened. Oh, uh, Kitty has been yeah. wearing hers as soon as they told her it could help her breathe underwater and we went into a fucking submarine. Yeah, I think mm. Red also does that. I'm, I feel like Red is like trying to find someone who looks sort of authoritative but also friendly enough that he could ask them like what what can i how do i uh do you need some help <laughs> he he's like looking for something to do 
But he he needs direction. Red needs an adult. <laughs> he needs an adult. The kobold boson sees that you're struggling and with kind of a chuckle just comes over there and like helps you out. You tried to put it on inside out and backwards and the dude just like, nope. Okay. Yank. Puts it on. But like, can I help with any of the stuff they're doing? Are you a practitioner of horrific violence? No. <laughs> then no, I don't think you can. Okay, I no, just stand I, out I, of the I, way and I watch. I mean, press. I will say, like, for stuff. there's a lot more br- button pressing. Um, you see that the helmsman is like getting directions from the sonar operator, the captains at the periscope. Like, there's a lot of just submarine, <laughs> submarine action going on, or what passes for action on a submarine. However, as this is going on, you hear a shout come from the periscope and the captain yells some sort of curse and then walks over to you and says it would appear that they're chasing a Kebrin merchant vessel it has become i suppose somewhat of our duty to protect Kebrin citizens so when they say that they kill and murder and do bad stuff, they're doing it specifically to R- Ryan Ryan's Ryan's What's Ransom? the name? Ransom. Ransom. <laughs> Come on, there's a map for this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a publicly. It's, it's he, fine. He's it's right. Ra- he's just a wee boy from the forest. He doesn't know. <laughs> it's not me. It's my character. He's yeah. dumb. If, uh, nope. No, I'm, I'm not. not that, that, Dan, no, I'm not. Dan is very in character right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, method actors. <laughs> Think of them as a privateer. They're hitting everybody that's not Kebra. Okay. And then this other vessel is like a privateer for the other side trying to hit Kebra. So we're going to out-privateer the privateer. The other vessel is more like an actual, like, government. Yeah, okay, sure. It's a it's another privateer. That'll simplify things. <laughs> I mean, That's, I'm, yeah, sure, okay. Why else would they be five, going after five. a merchant, right? Uh, if it's in their water, they could just be doing it out of defense. I guess. Still seems like a bit aggressive to attack a merchant ship. Yeah. Seems privateerish to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think sailors are typically the most uh, kind people in the world either. So they could be just doing it because they want whatever's on the merchant ship. Hashtag not all sailors. Yeah, I was like, you, how many sailors <laughs> say, do you know? There goes the sailor demographic. <laughs> there goes the sailor demographic. Oh no. Right there. <laughs> Yeah, people You've listening on their now. yachts right now are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yacht, yachters and sailors are two very different things. They'll be sure to unsubscribe the next time they hit port. I, I just feel like this is a pretty anti-capitalist podcast that is maybe not great for yacht owners. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Wealthy people, funny. please keep listening. We want your money. <laughs> We don't have any way for you to give us money through this podcast yet, but in the future. Yes. They can buy our merch. Just That's like true. hundreds buy our and merch, thousands of dollars buy a lot worth of, of it. If you own a yacht, we're making boat. a special sticker for you. Says, Hashtag not all sailors with the dial in for magic logo. <laughs> what is happening today? Like, we, 
We don't know. Not <laughs> really chaotic energy. This I I'm sorry. prepared actually quite a lot for this session, and let me just say that I have no words. We're wasting at, at your time. For, Please <laughs> go ahead. For whatever this is, so. Okay, so you, the captain has relayed this information. The boarding crew has all donned their cloaks of the manta ray. They're kind of just waiting. And you see the captain stride over to this area, which has a lot of, like, there are a bunch of tubes, like glass tubes, that you can see bubbles coming through. So, like, redirecting the flow of air throughout the ship. And you see a couple of tritons turning various gauges and pulling levers. And you can hear, like, little sounds of bubbling and occasionally the whoosh of air. And eventually one of them turns to the captain and says, uh, All right, we have reallocated air pressure. We are ready to launch. So, the captain then directs you to go to the observation window on the second deck. Okay. We go there. I do that. We, we do that. I didn't realize that submarines had windows to, like, look out. Same into the water they don't generally okay but if i knew that this window existed this is where red would have been the entire time (laughs) you probably didn't know it existed he definitely didn't know it existed until this moment but from now on this is where he's gonna be the whole time i said it had an observation window i know but it's not me it's my Um, character We're chaos goblins today. I don't know where this energy is coming from. Maybe Ritalin and coffee. That tracks. I did take those things. (laughs) Okay. um, (laughs) So there. Henry, you sounded so resigned to like. I'm I'm very resigned at this point, but I'm going <laughs> to persevere. Um, at the so you make your way to the observation window, and there is a kobold there, kobold crew member, and he pulls on another lever, and you see kind of like an iris window, like if you remember the Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, it has that little. Nice. Uh, circular window that opens Mm -hmm. you get one of those Mm -hmm. and you can see um probably about 50 feet in front of you like you're maybe 50 to 60 feet underwater it's not super deep where you're at if you go like to if you put your hands on the window and look down you can see like the barest outline of the ocean floor below you maybe 60 feet down or so you also see on the left and right sides of the window bubbles coming up very rapidly. And you hear over the little uh, loudspeaker system the captain ordering launch tube one, launch tube two. And then you see a uh, shot at greater velocity than tritons are usually capable of reaching. A <laughs> pair of tritons go shooting out of these tubes and then disappear into the water ahead of you. Oh boy. It's happening. It's happening. I'm going to look at the kobold and ask him, are they planning on shooting us out of those two? Or do we get to just swim? Or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sir, um, I'm not sure if you will fit. Uh, actually, you might fit. Usually, 
you know, taller people get to swim. Uh, do you have a preference? Can I get shot out of that thing? That'd be really cool. <laughs> uh, we can certainly try, sir. <laughs> what happens if you fail? <laughs> well, you get stuck in the tube, and then we have to essentially get a large plunger and push you out. <laughs> I was just imagining that you just get the worst colonic <clears throat> of your life when it tries to shoot you out, and then you're stuck and just all up your ass. You know, like when you go down one of those water slides that are like super steep and your swimming suit just gets shoved right up anyway. That's a good yeah. analogy, actually. <laughs> That'd be exactly what's ha- going to happen, but Tribble's all for it. <laughs> if you want to do that, the kobold will actually lead you down to the lowest deck, which houses the torpedo room. Okay. And... When you arrive there, you see that there are two kobolds who are, like, manning the tubes and helping tritons get in. And then there are four tritons who are garbed in with, uh, kind of normally, actually. But they've got, like, these little metal bracers that have fins on them to kind of help them be more aerodynamic or water dynamic and cut through the waves easier. Hydrodynamic. Hydrodynamic, that sounds cool and probably is accurate. It is. It, it is. It's the correct <laughs> Trouble's super stoked. This is like a roller coaster for him, so he's super excited. Uh, can you, like, take care of my cat while I'm gone, though? Or are you going to be up there with me, or can you watch him? I'm sure the cat does not want to be shot out of a torpedo. So the kobold (laughs) looks at you and then looks at the cat and then grins a little bit. And he goes into this little storage cabinet and he's like pulling things out of it, rooting around. And eventually he comes out with this kind of a dark green bag that appears to be made out of like seaweed. He speaks a little word to it and the bag inflates. And he's like... Well, if you want your cat to come with you, put him in this bag. This bag is completely waterproof. Does it have an oxygen-providing mechanism? Yeah, there's about enough enough air in there for ten minutes for uh, one of us, so probably a little bit more for for a feline. Usually we use it to uh, store explosives, so you know it has to be watertight, right? (laughs) (laughs) Turbo's like, (laughs) Uh, Just... Uh, tracking. Base is definitely just a cat, right? Like, he's not a familiar, familiar? in no. any way. <laughs> no. no, he's not a familiar. He's just he's, a regular a, cat. Well, to your eye, he is a regular cat. Whether or not he is more than that, Because I'm beginning to be know. concerned that Henry could at any point kill this cat. Yeah. Because, like, find familiar, you can just resummon the cat from the pocket dimension that, that it gets sent to. I'm worried about uh, the mortality just, of this. Yeah, we're just really worried you're going to kill your cat because you're going <laughs> to put it in a bag and then shoot it out of shit. Listen, if you want to be the one to tell him that he can't go on this adventure, you go right ahead. I'm not going to give him that sort of information, okay? I give him that information, I get my ankles swiped. I just let him come with me wherever I go. That's our deal. Well, we know who wears the pants in this relationship. <laughs> We've already established that Base the Cat breaks Treble out of jail, so <laughs> he has perhaps a higher than average uh, 
hit point intelligence maximum? <laughs> hit point maximum i don't know treble thinks that he's just a regular cat too i i don't know if he's anything more than a regular cat but like because he just found him in the woods at some point henry's gonna be like so your cat's actually an archfey <laughs> <laughs> has been the whole time could have killed everything that we come into contact with but just chose to just kind of chill over in the corner Okay, I'm sorry. Continue with your seaweed bag. If you would like the kobold to put your cat in the bag, he will do so. But the cat may not respond nicely, so... I'll take care of it, thank you. And I'm gonna, like, kind of bend down and be like, Okay, base, you might not like this. We're gonna go into this confined space, and then... Then magically we'll be on a different boat. I don't know how we're gonna get there. We're definitely not gonna get launched out of that tube right now. But just trust me, okay? Roll deception. (laughs) (laughs) I was muted, but I I just laughed real loud. (laughs) Roll deception against your cat. (laughs) (laughs) I got a crit 22. I know how to fucking lie. Did you roll a nat 20 on deceiving your cat? (laughs) Yes, I did. That's the only way to deceive a cat. You can, if you roll anything less than an actual 20, you get your face ripped off. That's the most incredible nat 20. <laughs> I could catch a mouse as it's like running past me and I throw it in the box. Not for any kind of like critical moment, just for deceiving your cat into <laughs> entering a bag. To getting into the box. Yeah, it's going to be garbage rolls in combat, but you deceived your cat. We did it. I would have asked for advantage anyway, because I'm asking a cat to get into a box, so it's like no, kind of second nature. No, you're asking a cat nature. to get into a bag. That a is bag completely is different. different. Yeah. You should have to roll disadvantage well, by trying to shove a cat in a box. I am honestly gobsmacked that you rolled a nat 20 on deceiving your cat. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to figure out a way to reward that in gameplay mechanics. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about that now. Um, so what's going to happen is this. Uh, once you've put your cat in the bag, uh, once you put your cat into the bag, however, the kobold is going to take the bag and you can kind of hear... But the kobold's going to take the bag, and on the back of your cloak of the manta ray, there are actually a little pair of metal hooks, and he's going to attach the bag to it. So it's kind of hanging down, like, right above, uh, right on your spine. So you've got it, like, middle of your back sort of thing. Is it securely fastened to me so it's not going to, like, flop around as I'm trying to swim? Yeah, it's, it's securely fastened. There's not really any slack that it can shift around. Okay. For extra measure, the kobold takes a rope and attaches it to the bag as well. So if it does get unattached or detached in any way, he'll just kind of be trailing along behind you. Ahead of you, you see that one of the tritons, or actually two of the tritons, uh, the next two in line for getting into the tubes, are doing like this cool secret handshake. Uh, Clearly, they've done this before. Um, and after a moment of doing this, this ritual, once they get in the tubes, the kobolds close the tubes and pull a lever and you can see right by the tubes, both of them, a little pressure gauge starts to shift. And when it reaches this little red notch, you hear a little bell sound and then the kobolds push the levers down and you hear a whoosh. 
and the submarine rocks slightly. And then the levers, uh, by the force of the pressure, revert back to where they were. The pressure gauges start climbing again, and the next pair of tritons get in. And then it's your turn. I just want to say before uh, Treble goes that Red would like to be shot out directly after Treble because after the last battle, Red is very concerned about like healing Treble <laughs> because Treble like <laughs> almost died twice last battle. Okay, so the kobold's going to kind of give you a little spiel about what to do since he just has the sense that you're not naturally suited to water. He actually gives that speech to both of you, but Red, you look a little more unsure of yourself. I'm picturing that pre-laser tag pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) No running. I will not run, climb, or jump. Do not aim the lasers at each other's eyes. Herman and Kitty, are you getting shot out of the torpedoes too? Fuck no! (laughs) I didn't... I knew you weren't. I just wanted to include you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I was opposed to the whole fighting thing but you know if we're if we're protecting people i'm into it and being shot out of a torpedo tube sounds really fun i don't think herman can be he's way too big yeah yeah you might have a difficult time um <laughs> herman's gonna need a plunger herman's like no no, no i can fit herman starts jamming himself <laughs> into a torpedo tube <laughs> yes 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 perfect it's like when you're trying to stuff yourself into a pair of jeans that are too small. They have some, <laughs> like, to... oil available that you can kind of oil yourself down <laughs> to fit better. Do I need to roll for girth to see if I fit? Roll for girth. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to have you roll dexterity to see if you fit. I'm going to hate myself, but yeah, roll for girth. No. No. What, how no. does one roll I... for that? That's not I a hate, thing. I hate Actually, everything that's happening. Just, just make a dex, a dex uh, save. Okay, a dex, got... dex check. I rolled twelve. Uh, it's greater than ten. Sure, you are really cramped in there, though. <laughs> you can't really like. You get in, but you've got one arm trapped, like going forward, and one like below you, like going pointing towards your feet. <laughs> You're doing a Superman pose, but it's, like, not intentional. As you do this, the kobolds actually have a difficult time closing the hatch after you. So it takes two of them to kind of, like, push your foot in and then get the hatch shut. And as they're shutting it, you hear, Gonna need extra air pressure for this! I'm actually picturing Herman in that position where when you try and spoon your partner, where your one arm is just on your side and the other one's just pinned behind your head. You're trying not to let your arm fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems appropriate. After a few moments, though, of uh, them gathering the air pressure, you feel just... You feel a push, a hefty push, and you get shot out of this tube. Woo! And you've got some pretty good velocity, and... You go maybe, and this would be applicable for all of you that got shot out of the tube, but you go about one to two, well, 180 to 200 feet forward. Treble, since you're the first one of the, or the first person who got shot out, you see in front of you the forms of uh, the two tritons that were shot out before you. I'm going to follow them since clearly they know what they're doing and I don't, so I'm just gonna f- have I just been swim, shot them. out and can I follow treble yes you can okay I'm just kind of picturing like a train of us kind of going yeah. towards this 
I assume uh, that my skinny little body did not have any trouble with being shot out of a torpedo. That is correct. So yeah, you is have this advantage on girth checks? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> so did we get? I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out. Is, is this ship it currently in motion? So did we get like shot past so, them? So they're uh, catching up to us. Uh, good question. You actually got shot out ahead of them. You would never be able to catch them if you were shot at the same place, if that makes sense. So you ha- kind of have to be set up so that they go by you. Okay. Oh, I have another question. Since they do this all the time, I assume that they have specialized like tools that they use in order to actually board the ship, like grappling hooks or like little, you know, claw things that they use to climb. Do we did we get anything like that? Our swim speed is 60 feet, so we could probably just launch out of the water like dolphins. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think the swim speed it like becomes translated into vertical leaps out of the oh, ocean. <laughs> Before you were shot out of the tube, the kobolds gave you each a small pouch that contains tools for you to get on. Okay. Um I also mentioned that the boarding group that didn't get shot out of tubes has this equipment as well oh okay so we're just gonna use their shit probably i mean you're welcome to not use it and see how that goes but yeah you've got stuff that you can okay. use i'm just gonna follow the cobalt yeah and I'm just a, trust that they're, I'm <laughs> that they're gonna get me a rope to trouble. go up red's had a, a real crisis of sort of confidence and morality in the past couple of episodes he's had that thing where you're like a teenager and you think you're gonna save the world and then you realize the world is way too shitty and you can't just save it by being confident so uh i think his plan is just i don't know what to do but if trouble falls down i'll save him (laughs) with my new prayer beads and that's it all right the prayer beads he's gonna try (laughs) As as Treble got shot past the window, Treble flipped Kitty off. <laughs> um, so Kitty, I was going to pivot to you next, actually. Uh, do you want to stay at the window? Because at this point, they would have disappeared off into the distance. Yeah, I'm not getting shot out in, into a fucking torpedo. She's a cat person. Well, no, I meant more like, do you want to stay at the window or do you want to go back to the bridge? I guess I'll go to the bridge. I'll watch them get shot out and then I'll go to the bridge. Kitty is going to be like our our Houston, like as we go out into space. <laughs> She's the ground you're control. you're going to have a lot of problems. As you make your way to the bridge, or now that you're at the bridge, um, you see that uh, it's actually mostly... Not deserted, but all of the people who were at navigation and torpedo control have joined the rest of the people. Like, uh, they're helping the boarders get ready to board. So, getting uh, equipment ready, that sort of thing. Uh, you also notice that they're all kind of lining up into different squads. So clearly they've done this before. And as they are f- lining up, each of them is saluting this pinup poster, which has been tacked to the wall. Is it from the Maritime Porn Emporium? Porn. Yeah. There's not really, like, there was a label on it, but it's worn off, presumably from people touching it. 
forgive me if you have already described this, but what what's what's the pinup of? I had not, but it appears to be just a very elegantly dressed, well, tastefully dressed elven woman. Okay, it's an elf pinup. Okay, got it. Does it say anything on it besides the worn off label of where it might have come from? Uh, no, it does not. I'm just enjoying the sort of the fantasy pinup and I needed to know more. Thank you. I I understand. The captain has emerged from, there's like a, you didn't really see it before because there wasn't any reason to look at it, but there's a room in the back of the, of the first deck of the submarine labeled captain's quarters. And the captain has emerged with a, uh, like a cutlass looking thing and also a boarding pike. So a spear with a couple of hooks on it, like for pulling, you know, pulling a ship closer for riding a sandworm <laughs> yeah like for that um they had to have big hooks you have to have hooks to get under anyway i like dune watch dune well i'm glad that you mentioned dune because what i was about to do next is also reminiscent of dune <laughs> after a moment of silence all of the boarders kneel and Emerging from his watery tube is the Lokatha. It's almost like a priest giving a benediction. He starts, like, praying. Which reverberates through, like, every deck of the submarine so he's got some good projection once this benediction is complete the Lokatha actually puts on some armor himself and pulls a very large warhammer from a cabinet so the captain says to you kitty we will be the second wave uh your friends and my marines will be the first wave we shall board once they've slowed down the ship Okay. There's no impetus for you, or there's no requirement for you to participate, any of you, in the fighting. You could just go along and watch and, like, you know how in fight choreography there's always people that look like they're fighting, but they're actually doing nothing? You could do that. That's actually kind of Red's plan, is, like, he's not planning to get involved in the fight unless there is someone to defend he's going in as like a like a guard defender he's playing defense yeah you know you know those really defense in a primarily offensive mission those really (laughs) defensive twinks you know yeah that's him (laughs) Uh, that reminds me of a joke i wrote for this podcast and then haven't used yet about defensive twinks uh, just about, well, it's, it's not just important. Just about twinks in general. <laughs> just about twinks in general. It's fun. About how red is a twink. Uh, no, that, it's, not, it's not about anybody specifically. Can you be a bisexual twink? Is yeah. that exclusively for gay? No. 
Twink is more of like a description of a It's twink. more of an aesthetic. Bear... <laughs> yeah. Because like bear is an aesthetic too. Like a guy, yes. a straight man can be a bear, like look like a bear, but that doesn't mean that they participate in bear activity. I don't know what I'm saying. Like, it's not as if I don't know bisexual twinks. <laughs> twinks aside, um, can we... <laughs> can we get uh, back to the podcast? Yes. Can we get back to the podcast? So the group of you, I'm going to pivot again to the group that's actually in the water. So Treble, you'll be the first to see this, and then the rest of you will when you reach this point. But the Tritons in front have... They've kind of swum into a into roughly a square, and it looks like they're waiting on either side of this of the path where the ship is going to be. Ahead of them, it looks like the ship uh, has actually joined with or caught up with the freighter. So when you see these hulls coming in. Uh, coming towards you like above you in the water they're side by side um and you see two of the tritons have pulled from their pouches i mean it's kind of hard to tell in the water it looks like the same sort of material as the bag that your cat is currently in and they've kind of swum and they're holding it together so it looks like it actually might be kind of heavy uh, the other two, one of them has, it looks kind of like climbing claws or climbing equipment. And he is putting these claws into little notches on his hands, like gloves. Um, and the other one has like a, a grappling hook and is just waiting. And the one with the grappling hook beckons to you to come closer. And he kind of mimes to you that he is going to basically attach the hook to the hull and that you should hold on to the rope that he's got. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll grab I'll grab the rope. Uh, and then he also motions to uh, Red and Herman to do the same. I, I do that. To grab that. the rope, that is. I do that. Okay. The hulls of the ships get closer. Finally, you see the pair of tritons with the pouch. They swim up to one side of the hull and they attach something, they attach this pouch to it, and then you see a chain that one of them's got, and they actually swim under the hull over to the other side, and they hand the chain to the guy with the claws. You see him climb up underwater, climb onto the side of the ship, attach the chain, and then he makes a hand signal to be careful, and then he swims away. You see a little underwater explosion, and then you feel an immense amount of pressure as you get dragged basically underneath the keel and then up the other side of the ship onto the deck. We've just been keel hauled, ladies and gentlemen, and and people like me. <laughs> um, it is a discombobulating experience, to say the least, but it is mercifully brief and you are sort of protected by your cloaks. So it isn't damaging. So we're not being tortured. Um, yeah, you're not being tortured. Um, however, as soon as you arrive on the deck, it is utter carnage because the folks from Ransheim are engaged in fighting this crew of the freighter. And there are screams, there is sword fighting, a man is inexplicably on fire and then falls into water, like 
in every nautical combat movie ever. So uh, we have boarded the freighter that's being raided, not the navy. You've ship. boarded the freighter that's being raided, okay. and you can all, yeah, and you see that it's actually lashed to the patrol boat that you were following okay. from Ransheim. Got it. So they're they're lashed together, and there's a gangplank connecting the two. Okay. First thing we want to do: get rid of that connection. <laughs> The first thing you're going to do, actually, is roll initiative. Oh, right. Hey, that sounds good. So how good. many raiders on this freighter? Is the number of raiders on the freighter greater than the number of guys oh, on our side? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Doc. Yes, they know that you were in the episode. They just listened to it. Yes, I will make sure to include you in the credits. I know that I almost forgot and I had to re-record it, but I didn't because you didn't let me forget. Okay, can I go back to talking to the people? Our cast, as always, was Brunt the Cat, who voiced the character of Bass. Henry Rogland as our Dungeon Master. Dan Rogland as Red. Jordan Fugit as Treble. Herman Cranberry was voiced by Nathan Pierce. And Kitty Bradley was voiced by Bobby K. Kuffner. All of our artwork was done by Ashley Meisner Terran, and our intro and outro music was done by Alex Hills. If you like what we've been doing, follow us on Twitter at m for magiccast or on Instagram at dial underscore m underscore podcast. Our next episode will be coming at you February 3rd. We look forward to seeing you then. Uh, oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Also, I get it. Bass is taking a huge shit on the ship, and everyone. Yeah, Runt, our <laughs> Just... voice actor for Bass, is um, doing some business right now. It's doing on the recording. Business. He's very loud. Don't worry, we're gonna have a talk with him about how he needs to be more professional when he's here. <laughs> when um... he's here in the studio. In the studio of our own homes. In the studio of each of our own bedrooms. Like all professional voice actors, just remind Bass that you can replace him with a voice actor, or with an intern. <laughs> yeah, I need to just show him pictures of other cats and be like, this is who you could be! There's six, there's six other cats waiting outside this room right now! I mean, several of us also have cats who could stand in as Bass. <laughs> If he doesn't get his shit together. Get it? Because he's, poop- he's pooping right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute my mic. Hold on. <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm just going to mute my mic. <laughs>